The 424th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. And we're also brought to you by VSIN. Sign up now and save 40% off with their football season special when you use promo code SGP. VSIN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hello, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, 424 already. I count really fast. 424, this episode's going to go out to Carly Judici, because a friend of Turnips is, is a friend of ours, so this goes out to her. Plus, her name reminds me of Judici, the 90s R&B band. So. Um, we are coming off hot on the heels of the fire emoji episode of Dana White's Contender Series. So we'll probably talk about that a bit here before we jump into some of our No UFC, No Problem uh, podcast episode. It's been a while since we've done this. UFC has been running every week, but not this week. But don't worry, we've got you covered with some winning picks. It will be myself steering the ship once again, Jeff Chalks Fox. Some quarters I'm I'm known as the Kitchener legend. I don't know if that's going to catch on or not. We'll see. Um, In some very, very small quarters, it's catching on. Uh, I'm not here alone. Obviously, if we're doing regional MMA, I have to have Daniel Gumby breathing with me because he's really good at picking regional MMA fights. So that's what we're going to do today. But first, he probably wants to talk about that fire emoji episode of Dana White Contender Series. I'm not being sarcastic. If you haven't watched it, it really is <laughs> of best episode of the, of the season so far. It, it felt like, and I said this in the Discord, uh, by the way, getting it, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, I said it in the Discord. We... It felt like one of the episodes off of a previous season, because like this is the type of action we used to get. Now, it's such an outlier this year that two of the people who didn't win got contracts. Uh, but uh, I, I think deservedly so. Like, I think either of those fighters would beat people in the UFC. That's kind of like my threshold for when I'm saying, like, should they have given that person a contract on Contender Series? Would they beat people in the UFC? Eh, you know, and I like, have to ask that question, like when. What was it? Thomas Peterson got a contract. I was like, would he beat people in the UFC? And I'm like, is Chase Sherman still in the UFC? No, then maybe not. Um, but like I, even the two who lost, right? Because we gave it to Carly Judici and we gave one to Angel Pacheco. I, I think either of those people would beat people in the UFC. Pacheco is so freaking durable. His ear was hanging off his body. And he was still throwing back. And I don't mean just like throwing back blindly to stay in a fight. He was like throwing back in a way that like he hurt. I, I think he hurt Danny Silva a couple of times. And Danny Silva looked great. Um, and then Judici, like, I, I mean, like you could have given her that decision and nobody had any complaints. Um, you know, I, 
Yeah, I wasn't saying it in the Discord because I felt bad at the, the time, but I had uh, I had money against her uh, because that plus 170 yeah. line just got too damn juicy to be like, look, it's two relatively inexperienced fighters who are super long and great kickboxers. And look, I, I thought it was an even fight. I said if it came in at even money, I'd probably bet Judici. But because the line was so wide, you kind of had to bet the the Ernesta side that I, I can't remember how they were saying her last name, but it was something wildly different than we were saying. Um, but you like yes, kind of had to, was, yep. yeah, you kind of had to bet that side because she, I, I mean, the odds were just too inflated. So on one hand, I was rooting for our guy Turnips girl to uh, to to get into the UFC, uh, but I did like that my bet hit, uh, and then she got in the UFC anyway. So like that that fight was two very talented strikers throwing hands. Both of them attempted takedowns and the other ones looked good on their takedown at stuffs. And it wasn't just that like they stuffed the kickboxer shooting a takedown attempt, but like they, they dug underhooks the way they were supposed to. They used heavy hips. They did all those types of things. I think, you know, five, eight or five, nine flyweights with like rangy striking skills. I think they'll give people problems. Uh, especially a lot of those women at, uh, at, uh, flyweight rather. Yeah, it was just one uh, great fight after another, and then we had to get our sloppy heavyweights in there. And not only <laughs> at was least, that at a ridiculously least horrible Dana fight. Knew, knew it was sloppy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we've had other sloppy heavyweight fights, and he's like, he went in there against the opponent he has in front of him. <laughs> he, he fought. And you're like, yeah, that's, uh, that's what you do. Uh, and instead, he was like, this was sloppy. This was bad. This was not entertaining. The ref also blew. <laughs> yeah yeah so that um technically it was not a dq right by the new rules you have to have your full palm down right and you didn't have no, his full so palm down when you got knees the, is that right so the, is that correct? the rule the rule is not full palm down the rule is it needs to be a weight bearing hand so okay, yeah obviously yeah, if it yeah, is a, guys guys would we're, we're just doing like fingertips for a while there to right to uh, now, to avoid getting knee right but but to be fair fingertips can be full weight bearing Right. Like a down yeah, lineman and a down lineman in football puts yep. fingertips down sometimes. Right. So like yep. it yep. it could be weight bearing. I'm with Paul Felder in his criticism of the fight as it was happening. And assumingly I'm with David Dana White, who said the refing sucked um, in saying that, like, it just didn't look like he was bearing weight on it. Now, with that being said. Yeah. Dummy move uh, by Solid Dokken. Yeah, who, of course. Who, like who like yes. seemed like he was getting himself back in the fight. And then the minute he had an advantageous position, he was like, boom, questionable strike. Yep. He finally got to, got to fight. Um, he, he hadn't, he hadn't been able to, uh, been allowed to fight up to that point. And when he finally gets a chance to fight, he does something boneheaded. So probably, probably for the better that, <clears throat> that neither of those guys are in the UFC. So yeah. And neither was, are ever was, getting uh, a chance again, if we're being honest, like there's no, <laughs> probably there's not no after that. Yeah. We ever see either of those two again. And that's actually, Loki may be a shame for Piazon, who, uh, despite uh, me not having much film on him to go by, looked way better than I thought he was going to. Yeah, no, it's very, very, very true. Now, um, the fights were exciting, as we said. How many of those actual fighters are you excited about as prospects heading into the UFC? Lockdog is going to be a lot of fun. Is oh, he going to yeah. be? Is he going to swing through the fences every <laughs> every shot? Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be good. But he's going to be good to watch. I think uh, as young as Karakite, or however they were saying her name, Ernesta. <laughs> Karate, yes. Yeah. As, uh, however, er, Ernesta uh, says her last name. 
I think as young as she is and as long and rangy as she is, I think she's going to give a lot of people problems. Same with Judice. She's like, what was they say? She was 24. She's now three and one, which is, you know, not, not the craziest record, but man, does she look good for three and one, right? Like she got really good power in her hands. Yeah. You could tell she hurt Ernesta a few times. I think Danny Silva would be problems for people based on the fact that his pressure is just insane. I think Pacheco is kind of going to be, uh, um, I think you're going to see him function like a more skilled Trevor peak in that, like he'll probably take a beating from whoever's willing to dish him out one. And he'll probably come back a lot of times. Um, and then I, I don't know that I'm excited about Danny Barlow. I don't know that I saw enough of him to really get excited about him. Like he, he tagged Raheem Forrest, the r- range advantage wound up being way bigger than I really imagined. So against somebody closer to his size, he's probably the one I'm the lowest on, to be honest. They look so damn fast. I, they're, I'm sure they're fast normally, but after that heavyweight fight, that welterweight fight was like <laughs> two, 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 two X speed. It was like so fast. Um, because I, I watched after the fact, so I just zipped after I was done the heavyweight. I zipped to the main event. I'm like, whoa, these guys are fast. Yeah, the heavyweight. The heavyweight fight was so slow. <laughs> heavyweight, though. Um, what did we talk about uh, this episode, Gumby? Maybe some cage warriors. Does that sound good? Yeah, I, I love cage warriors, and it's been a while since we talked about them. They've even had events since uh, since the last time we talked about them, but we've been hung up on contender series. Yep, we've had contender series and UFC in our uh, peepers every Saturday, but but not this week. So we're going to tell you about some cage warriors one sixty after I tell you about game time. Maybe if you're in the Manchester area. Uh, you can use game time to get some tickets. Do they sell tickets in the UK? That's a good question. I've never looked for tickets in the UK. Have looked for t- tickets in Canada, and Game Time does have tickets in Canada. Because Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Give exclusive flash deals and tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and more, aka MMA. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. You find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we got to wait for you to win some money to buy some tickets off game time that is through an underdog fantasy because underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five four five from now until october the fourth underdog is matching 100 of first deposits up to 500 bucks plus hundred thousand dollar sundays continues on underdog fantasy a total of two million in prizes all season long 100k in prizes this week that would be $10,000 to 10 people this week and new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. Uh, underdog fantasy. What we, we hit you up with, uh, if, if football is not your bag, we hit you up with MLB picks every day on the website, sports either Gumby or myself. Give you MLB plays. I actually hit one of my three, three, um, three play. What am I, what am I trying to say, Dan? Three player. Yeah, play yeah yeah three over you're, higher lower you're, play. you're three you're three picks for higher or lower yeah my three picks yes and I, I hit that the other night so six times your money if you're if you're trailing me like gumby was um do you have uh gumby's just gonna say cowboys if i ask him if he has a football pick no, Fine. no. Do you have a football pick for this week gumby 
you know, for the the higher or lower, I mean, the the hundred k <laughs> bonus option this week is is George Pickens at uh, sixty one point five receiving yards, and I just happen to have George Pickens in my fantasy lineup this week, so you better get over yeah. sixty one and a half. I, I like uh, I like that, and if you pick that one on the higher or the lower, regardless of whether or not you win. You're in on that uh, 100K possible bonus. Uh, they're giving away 100K, 10K a person. Yeah, fantastic. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over an Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100, 500 bucks. Excuse me, 500 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, let's travel to Manchester. We're mad for it. Cage Warriors 160, Hendon versus Harilla going down friday night not friday night excuse me if you're on the east coast like us eastern time zone 1 30 p.m eastern time zone so it's a friday afternoon event uh because it is taking place in like i said in manchester england uh it is in the bec arena it's in a cage there's 11 belts we're going to break down the top five belts on the card no titles or anything on the line uh, thoughts on the, the fight card before we jump into it you know, there's a couple of prospects that, and I'm usually with it with uh, with Cage Warriors people. There were a couple where I'd seen the name, and I was like, I think I've seen them maybe on a prelim sometimes. And then I watched film, and I was like, why didn't I have this person circled? Uh, and that's uh, that's kind of a, a happy feeling when you're doing all of this. It's a ah. kind of an unexpected one. So that was uh, yeah, it was kind of nice. Good. There's some people Gumby are is uh is high on here. So let's kick things off. See if he's high on other of these featherweights that are fighting in the first belt that we're gonna break down. Three five minute rounds on the main card. Luke Riley from England versus Alexander Luf from Sweden. I believe Correct. yes. From Correct. You got it Sweden. right. <laughs> yes. So if you shorten his name, his name's A Luf. Did you realize that? It's wonderful. <laughs> oh great he didn't like that, that joke fine i'll tell you about luf anyhow he's five and oh two knockouts this is his cage warriors debut used to fight at lightweight plus 276 riley seven and oh so someone's losing their O come saturday he's knocked out five opponents he's all of his wins have come in cage Warriors, so he's fought at a pretty high level his whole career he's fight down a weight class so we have a former lightweight versus a former bantamweight here uh he's a year younger than luf Minus 351. Go ahead, Mr. Gumby. Uh, I'm going to go with Luke Riley. He's one of the ones I was like low-key surprised about. I actually did all my film study on him. And uh, then when I hit the the lines, I wound up looking for the lines after the fact. I was like, oh, darn. I actually thought this fight was going to be kind of lined closely. And it's not because I thought it should be lined closely. It's just like you see the records. You see some of Luke's performances and you're like, Oh, you know, like maybe this will be a closely lined fights because he's got like a, you know, a couple of like really nice knockouts and he beat Samuel Bark, which is seemingly mean something. But like the bottom line is here is is Riley should be way better than Lou here. If you watch Lou fight, he's a lot of like long loop. Maybe not loopy is not the right word, but punches that like overextend himself all the time. And it puts him in a really bad place to defend takedowns. A and B, it's also just like leads him to be countered. <clears throat> Now, he, he's been able to knock people out using these, like, kind of wild punches because you generate a lot of power that way. But he's fighting Riley, a guy who is just, like, infinitely more technical 
and really good at like pushing a pace and picking people apart when they overextend themselves. So like a guy who like anybody could pick apart when they overextend himself is now going to face a guy who like, that's his specialty. I also have never seen Riley wrestle really. I mean, I guess here and there he's wrestled a little bit, but his technical defensive wrestling is so good. So it really wouldn't surprise me if he also could take moves down if he didn't like what was happening in the striking. But I think Riley's just going to absolutely blast him here. So um, I know you quoted me at uh, at three fifty one, but uh, on some of the uh, maybe one of the sports books that can we can we say other sports book names? Is that a thing I can do right now? I I don't know, but, but I'm not sure. Just be safe. All right, so shop our, shop so the, shop around, people. So so <laughs> the usual uh, skeezy one that posts uh, lines first. Uh, all of you guys in the Discord will know what I'm talking about, and if you don't get in the Discord, that one's got him posted right now at only negative three hundred. So, uh, like, like I said, shop around, uh, or like Jeff said, shop around because negative three fifty one, not a bad number on Riley, but there are better numbers out there. Yeah, the numbers are kind of all over the board here. Um, for which I guess isn't isn't a surprise, especially um, the lines basically just dropped too as of this recording. Like the, I, I actually, I guess I found some lines on Tuesday, but uh, not for all the fights. And now Wednesday, there's a few more lines up there. So yeah. Um, if you see a line you like, get on it before turnip gets on it. Is basically what. what <laughs> That's always. Is he? He did mention cage warriors in the. Uh, he did mention cage cage warriors in the chat, so he he may be uh, scheming some of these lines again. So, all right, Gummy didn't like my aloof joke. Let's see if he if he likes what I. Maybe I have a joke for the next fight. Let's see. It's at middleweight. Matthew Bonner, not Matt Bonner, the basketball player, the Red Rocket. Uh, this is the, the English Matthew Bonner versus Samir Zaidi. Zaidi, is that right? Zidi, Zidi, maybe Zidi, Zidi, Zidi. He's from France, regardless. And these are middle weights, as I said. Zidi, we'll go with that. That sounds better. He's six and four, four knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. This is his Cage Warriors debut. He's gone one and four, so he's really earned his way in here. One and four over his last <laughs> five. He did win his last fight via TKL, though, so we'll give him that. He's at a plus four twenty six. So uh, the bookmaker is not impressed. The Beast, Matthew Bonner. 14, 9, and 1, 5 knockouts, 5 submissions, never been finishing a fight, 10, 5, and 1 in Cage Warriors. So 16 fight veteran in Cage Warriors versus a debutant. He has gone 2 and 1 over his last 3 and 4 and 2 over his last 6, so consistent at least. Uh, did lose his last fight. Used to be the Cage Warriors champion of the world. Uh, also used to fight down at Watchweight. Minus 601. There's a couple fun lines. 601 and 426 for you. I- I'm going to say the 426 is playable. I uh are you picking that one though? I'm going I mean like if you're gonna bet on this fight, you have yeah. to bet dog. There's no way you can bet Bonner on that side. And I'll give you reasons to like Zaidi. So, first of all, if you look back at some of Bonner's fights, like okay, so he's won by knockout, right? Like you can go back and you watch the Cadena fight. Um Cadena was a grappler and he was Bonner was able to knock him out. But you look at anybody with any takedown ability, and they smash Bonner, right? Darren Stewart took him down repeatedly and tired him out. Oban Elliott took him down repeatedly and tired him out. Uh, Dehan Mel- or, uh, Dehati Mellon uh, took him down. He had previously lost to Madras Flemenas and Mark Madsen, who we found out both of those guys are way better. But just like anybody who can grapple a little bit, puts him up against the cage, tires him out, and either takes him to a decision or beats the crap out of him. Like That's how he loses his fights. Um, and I guess all of them have been by decision. Now, if you look at the fights of uh, Zaidi, 
The only people who beat him are guys who can grapple. Um, like a lot of his previous fights are guys who could like, you know, take him down and ground and pound him or, you know, although I guess Belagori, who was just on Contender Series, has struck with him. Um, but like a lot of the other ones, too, were just like, you know, arm bars, you know, grind him out kind of guys. And in his last fight in UAE Warriors, he showed that like he throws well enough here. And also he like jumped on his opponent's back in almost no time. Um, or actually, no, that was the Belagori fight. He took Belagori's back in almost no time. So like he's got like low key, like a little bit of grappling chops. Not a lot. Neither of these guys are good. He's fought really bad competition. He's lost to some of that bad competition, but he's got really big power. He's a sleepy, good grappler. And Bonner is tired early in the fight. He's only kind of a decent striker and he's seemingly got no wrestling defense. Why would I bet on Bonner at negative 600 when you could like bet against him and just fade him and get four times your money? It's worth the sprinkle. All I'm saying is it's on anxiety. The answer is you wouldn't bet on him, Dan. That's yeah. Answer. I mean, like if 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 you're not a true degen, pass on this fight. <laughs> but if you are, well, a how true many degen- non-true degens are actually listening right now, though, to a Cage Warriors episode? I mean, we do have a lot of listeners, but I'm assuming all of them are dirty degens that are betting on everything. So absolutely. So I I think if if you're, if you're one of those people who has to bet on everything, Zaidi's <laughs> money line is is I mean, like it's legitimately tempting when that. That starts hitting all of the books that I, I have and, and stuff like that. I'm going to think about it, especially if it trends upward. Plus, it's uh, easier for us to promote the episode if we say Gumby's in on a plus 426 dog. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, that's always fun to say. Uh, but, like, yep. this one we actually can, makes sense. Make I'll be honest. of it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Make a clip of us talking about making clips. That's good. That's good broadcasting. Exactly. <laughs> super, super meta. I think I did that last time. I think I did that a few episodes ago. <laughs> As I choked it out there. All right. We shall get back to it after I tell you about VSIN. Is it VSIN or V or do I say VSIN, Dan? You said VSIN. It's, it's, v- it's VSIN, which by the way, I'm on their, uh, their MMA podcast, like almost weekly. Yeah. He doesn't let any of us. No, so we don't watch or listen, but yes, he's on VSIN. Is it still recorded at ridiculous times in the middle of the night, or do they let you on at a decent time now? No, their their MMA one, they they tape delay. So I wind up uh okay. being able to be on that and they throw it up on YouTube and stuff like that so I can watch it actually. But no, when I I used to do the live spots on like it was like 2 a.m. on Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> yep. Fun, fun stuff. So yeah, we, we all should be watching VSIN now because we are brought to you by VSIN V S I N. Sign up now and save 40% off football season special when you use promo code SGP, vsin.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Sean and Ryan are in a contest going head-to-head with other VSIN shows. See who sells the most subscriptions. The winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future. The best part is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize if they win. We have very generous bosses here. Here's what you all have to do. Step one. Go to vsin, so V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe and use promo code SGP to sign up. Step number two, go to sportsgumpodcast.com slash V-S-I-N to submit your proof of purchase. If they win, you'll get to vote on what team to use the $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And if it hits, you'll get an equal piece of of the action. So go to V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe, use promo code SGP, then sportsgumpodcast.com slash V-S-I-N to submit. Got it? Good. 
Hall of Fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data, and enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start re- start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. You can research if all the all these Cowboys plays Gumby's give, Gumby gives you if they actually have any statistical um, weight to them or if it's just Gumby being a homer, right? Yeah, yeah, you'll be able to know if I'm a, yeah, a yeah. giant homer. <laughs> they're they're a three and all though, right? They are you know not. About. They are not. No, they lost last week. They, I, I didn't. They... I haven't. Been... Oh my gosh! They <laughs> yeah, lost. You're... Wait a minute! You told everyone. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You told everyone to take Cowboys minus thirteen and a half points or something. They they did not win that game. Uh, I'm glad that you're Ooh. not a football fan and that this is not a football <laughs> podcast. Let's talk yes. about uh, Antonio <laughs> Shelton and Macal Fultz. Is it Fultz? Fultz? I'm, assu- I'm assuming it's Fultz. F-O-L. Fee is not a letter. F-O-L-C. How do you say that? I think it's Fultz. Folk. I think it's Fultz. Fultz. That's what I said. Yeah. Yes. Fultz. Okay. Antonio Shelton. He's from England. Macal Fultz is from Poland, but I believe he fights out of Ireland. Is that correct? Because I, I think he's he's ranked in Ireland here as an Irish fighter. But anyhow, Ireland, they're always, just like us Canadians, they're always claiming fighters as their own. All right. Um, this is Featherweight. And this is three five-minute rounds. And I'm going to tell you about Fultz first. He's got a great nickname, Dan. Dennis or Denise. I'm not sure how you say it. Isn't that a great nickname? D-E-N-I-C-I-S. It's a good one. It's a great one. Um he has a great topology picture, though. Uh, that part, I'm not uh, exaggerating on. He, he's like, he's painted up, it looks like, or something. Like he's uh, a Batman villain, or maybe, yeah, I can't tell. Because when you click on his page, his picture on his page is different than, than the little thumbnail. Anyhow. I thought you were talking about the picture on, that we? looks like him of, in his yeah. underwear. I thought you were really into that. Yeah. <laughs> no. The, it, does topology keep, uh, I keep getting like, uh, American G string ads on topology. <laughs> you know, like you know, banana that, hammock, uh, stars and stripes, banana hammock ads. Is that just me or I'm pretty sure it's based on your search history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured. Okay. That makes sense then. All right. Let's tell you about Fultz. Shall we? Dennis, <laughs> you can call him if you like, or Denise. I'm not sure how we're, how we're saying this, uh, in Poland. He's seven and five stellar record. One knockout, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice. One and one in Cage Warriors, three and one over his last four. That's that is actually good compared to what his overall record is. He won his last fight via TKO. He's at plus one thirty. Sheldon five four and one, another stellar record. Three knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. At least he's durable. Oh two and one in Cage Warriors. That's his last three fights. So he's gone oh two and one over his last three fights. He did lose his last fight. He's fight up at lightweight. He's an inch taller than Fultz, minus one sixty. Break down these two. They, they don't look on paper. They don't look like they're, like they're world beaters. But maybe I'm missing something here. I, I would say this is probably one of the worst fights on the 
on the main card. Like, I, I don't think either of these two really belong in even Cage Warriors, if we're being completely honest, because they're, uh, especially on a Cage Warriors main card, they're just like two of the sloppiest dudes uh, you're going to see. They both throw really wild strikes. They both uh, kind of just put everything behind everything. And, and seemingly, even given that they put everything behind everything, don't seem to have very much knockout power. Um, which Sheldon, the real obvious reason that is, is because he has like a terrible understanding of range. And I think it's because he seems to want to grapple all the time because he's got good jujitsu, but his like wrestling is really terrible. Um, so it's like a good, a, a guy just winging shots, hoping to get close enough to wrestle and then not really knowing how to wrestle. And, and I'm going to go with Folk as the underdog here, because I think while he is a wild striker, he seems to have a better understanding of like how far away from somebody he is. He's not like throwing 20 feet away from somebody. He also doesn't weirdly throw like long arm punches when he's only like three inches away from somebody. He's at least got like the range seemingly down. Um, and also like, I don't think that Sheldon can wrestle him. And if he just like tries to pull guard to get the jujitsu here, I've seen Falk on top. He actually looks pretty good when on top, he doesn't love to wrestle, but like if he winds up there, he's happy enough. So I think Folk, just by being like a little bit crisper on the feet and staying away from the grappling of Sheldon. Here we go. Gummy's on a dog run here. Woof, woof. Hopefully he keeps it up. Let's move to the co-main event. Nathan Fletcher versus Thomas Bryan. England versus Brazil. Featherweight action. Tell you about Bryan first. Oh, yeah, I assume you had heard lines for this, right? It's a little late to ask you now. Yeah, no, I, I've seen lines, lines for, for, okay. for, for both Wednesday's <laughs> and Thursday show. All right, Brian, the Brazilian, 5-1, two knockouts. That's not his nickname, by the way. I, I added that. He's 5-1, two knockouts, one submission. Never been finishing a fight. This is his Cage Warriors debut. He's won five straight fights, so he dropped his original uh, pro MMA fight in February 2019. He's reeled off five straight wins since then. The last. Last three have come via finish. Use fight down at featherweight. He's at plus 240. Fletcher, eight and one. One knockout, six submissions. He's been knocked out himself once. All those fights were in cage warriors, so he's fought at a very high level. Uh, he's won two straight fights. Did win his last fight via submission. He's at minus 300. I'm getting off the dog track. Uh, I know I, I was uh, heavy on the dogs there for a second, but this... This should be really easy. Um, and negative 300, probably not steep enough here on Fletcher. Because look, Fletcher has got really good double. He ducks under uh, shots well and gets in on the legs. I also will just say, like, I absolutely love the transitions he has on the mat. And uh, actually the transitions in wrestling, too. Like when he's got a body lock and he's not in position to take somebody down, the way he cuts angles and gets to the takedown and stuff like that, it's really good. And his striking maybe leaves a little bit to be desired, but he stays out of range and makes sure he doesn't get hit with anything big. And if you've watched any of Brian, who, you know, is mostly a Brazilian regional scene guy, he's just like so easily backed up against the cage. As long as you're moving forward, he'll just back up until you're up against the cage. And against some guy who wrestles like Fletcher, this is an easy one. Uh, I would probably, if you are able to, I'd pair him and Riley together. Um, as a pair of negative 300s and, and get a pretty decent line there. All righty, there you go. Well, let's, let's go to the main event, shall we? Three five-minute rounds at featherweight. This is a very heavy, uh, lighter weight class. Uh, heavy on the lighter weight, weight class, at least the main card is. A bunch of featherweights and bantamweights and whatnot. So this is another featherweight fight. James Hendon from 
Germany versus Tobias Harila from Sweden again, I'm going to say. I, I think that's the Swedish flag. Yes, it is. It also says he is fighting out of Ireland, I think, too, perhaps. Or at least he's ranked in Ireland. So maybe that's where he does most of his fights. Regardless, let's break this one down. As I said, three, five-minute rounds. Featherweight. Harilla, bad intent. Uh, yes, we'll do. Now, let's do the, the dog first. Excuse me. Hendon, the honey badger. That is, uh, people love being badgers because badgers are pretty fierce. Fierce little animals. Uh, Hendon wants to be a fierce little animal, apparently. He is seven and two, two knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted once, six and two in cage warriors, lost win, a lost win over his last four. He won his last fight via submission. He's fight at lightweight, three years younger than Harilla, plus 105. Harilla, bad intention is the nickname, 12 and three, with 11 knockouts. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, four and two in cage warriors. He's won two straight and three of four. His last four wins have come via knockout or TKO. Used to fight at lightweight and down all the way down at flyweight. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get that shirt, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Finally, got to say that. First time this episode. And he's an inch taller than Hendon, minus 135. I'm going to go with Hendon here. Um, first of all, I feel like uh, the, the Simpsons fan in both of us just has to go with Hendon. Have you seen his? Are you on his tapology page right now? I can be. I didn't notice any Simpsons thing, but let check, me check. Here. Check his check his Jim's logo. Okay, James Hendon. Let's scroll down and get you in real time. What's what's his team's logo? TFT MMA Team Fish Tank. All right, so go down to the part where it has the logo. You're yeah. making it. Click on the logo. No, what's the logo of you? Are you not? Come on. It's it's a fish. Yeah, what is that? With a fish? muscle. Oh, what is that from? Yeah, what is that from? That is from The Simpsons, though. Rem remind me. Oh, it's from The Fighting Hellfish, uh, which is... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is Grandpa, Grandpa Simpson's Simpson. military unit. Yes. Um, and if it's you true. go down, he also beat a guy whose last name is McBain, which uh, makes him an extra Simpsons no, guy. McBain! <laughs> um, no, those Germans notoriously have great sense of humor, so this is yeah. uh, no surprise. Yeah, this is... So anyway, um, <laughs> this, this was this was an excellent breakdown so far. No, but I really am going to take Hendon, uh, but for the real reason we're going to talk about here is, first of all, if, if you watch uh, Hendon, is, he, he's got better striking... He's he, he I think he's somewhat better. Well, maybe not. Maybe not better striking. Let's say safer striking because Harilla, I, I think, cuts angles and probably puts more volume out there. Herndon can like eat a lot of jabs sometimes. But like apart from that, he's like safe all the time. He's got decent leg kicks and decent striking speed, but he's got good wrestling. And the thing about Harilla is, is I know that like. Some people have liked his grappling, and I, I really thought he—I mean, he was going to be on Contender Series. I, I thought it was going to work out really well for him. But if you look back, he's actually struggled a little bit with wrestling from time to time. That fight where he beat Ryan Shelley in his—you know—his last time out, Ryan Shelley was on top of him early, and I—I I really don't rate Ryan Shelley as a—you know—as a super phenomenal grappler. I mean, like I know obviously he's got all the rear naked chokes, but against who? Um, I, I don't think he's like an unstoppable grappler. So like, I really do think that, uh, that Hendon is probably going to get to the grappling realm here and, and beat him up. I also think that his, his leg kicks could be enough here too. So, uh, yeah, give me, give me Hendon. I saw it as a pick him earlier in the week, but I'll take the dog money for sure. All right. Excellent. So, uh, in conclusion, Hendon underdog 
Fletcher favorite. Uh, Fultz underdog. Zaidi big underdog and Riley favorite. So there you go. Gumby brought the value to you here. Hopefully get some nice CLV on these and, and they all hit and everyone is happy. So that once again, this is Friday. This Friday, 1.30 Eastern is when Cage Warriors is on. And I'm sure people will be chatting about it in our Discord. So make sure you sign up. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Discord. Pop in, say hi to us and the rest of the gang. Uh, on Twitter, SGPNMMA. Gumby runs that account for us. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox, writer on Twitter and Instagram. Sign up for my sub stack, enter my pick'em contests, get my MMA writing and all that into your inbox. MoneyMMA.substack.com. Listen to Gumby's other podcast, Top Turtle MMA. He has, I just listened to his episode today. Tell everyone what this week's episode is all about and who's on it. Uh, we're talking to Vanessa Demopoulos, uh, who's always a, a very funny interview and yep. brings a lot of energy. And later on, we're talking to Cortavius Romius, uh, who's going to be on Contender Series Week 10. Uh, and he's a trip too. Uh, you know, maybe yes, one people are, yeah, maybe one people are less familiar with, but he's a good time. A couple of classic names too. Both those, both those people have great names. The Mopolopolopolis and uh, Cornelius Cortavius. Cornholio <laughs> Cortavius. Cornholio Cortavius. Yeah, he, he was a fun interview. So make sure you listen to Top Turtle MMA and everything in the sports gambling sphere can be found at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We've got lots of articles on there, lots of other podcasts, obviously, uh, lots of discounts, lots of giveaways at spots go and don't forget about our patreon help us crush corporate gambling sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon we'll be back with another no ufc no problem episode tomorrow where, where we're going to cover the biggest mma promotion in humankind um it will be me the beast jeff fox and my co-host dennis Vreeland will be with me as well we'll talk to you tomorrow bye